Lord, help us to see the hope of our calling. Help us to know more about our inheritance and your great resurrection power. We thank you for it. We agree today in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Praise God, you may be seated. And like I said, I'm going to start a, a series this morning called Positioned For. Now, of course, the word position means to have a relative place or standing. And I just like to say it this way, to be in position is to be in place. And so this morning, I just want to remind you that you and I have a covenant of protection with God. And because of that covenant, we are untouchable. In the book of Psalms 105, verse 8, he says, He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. Somebody says, well, what is a covenant, pastor? Let me give you a good definition of a covenant. A covenant is a solemn or a binding, unbreakable agreement of total devotion between two parties that have joined together to support, to defend, to protect, and to provide for each other. I love that. The blood covenant that we have in Christ Jesus, listen to this, is a contract in which all the debts are mutually shared between the two parties or individuals and all the assets are shared. Well, the good news is Jesus has no debt. There's no note on the pearly gates. He's debt free. And because we're in covenant with Him, we can proclaim we are debt free. Come on, somebody. Your homes are paid off. Your credit cards are paid off. Your church is paid off. Paid in full. Hallelujah. And all of the assets are shared. Amen? Sharing assets. You think about the unsearchable riches of Christ. And you think about the cattle of a thousand hills. And the silver and the gold is His. Well, you know what? I just dare say this, that if it's His, it's mine. If it's His, it's yours. Because you are, in fact, an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And so this morning, there is protection and there is redemption for those who will live in this zone. We must make sure that we are well positioned for continuous protection. And so I want to say it like this. Just as Noah built an ark, we must build an ark. So if you look with me at Genesis chapter 6, and we notice in verse 11 from the Amplified Version, it says this, that the earth was depraved and putrid in God's sight, and the land was filled with violence and destruction, infringement, outrage, assault, and lust for power. And so here's what God told him to do, is I drop down to verse 14, and I'm reading from a different translation, the NIV. Here's what God told Noah to do. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Now, building this ark would do two things for Noah. Number one, it provided his deliverance from destruction that was yet to come, right? But now listen to this. Number two, it kept his family safe when the whole world was perishing. And you and I individually also must build an ark for ourselves, for our Bay Area, 
for our nation and for our family. Now, we don't build an ark out of cypress wood. We'd look pretty funny building an ark out there on Hesperian Boulevard. They'd probably lock us up like they wanted to lock Noah up, by the way. But we build an ark out of God's Word. So you and I can live safe in the secure, in the art of protection, in spite of the danger that is in this world. And danger is everywhere. It is a crazy world. There are crazy people out there. But no crazy people shall befall thee. Neither shall any bomb come nigh your dwelling. Amen. I don't care what the threats say. I don't care how the enemy comes in. We know that like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against all of the assaults of the enemy. Somebody say amen. Amen. Yesterday, the Taliban took credit for taking out close to 100 people near a hospital. I believe it was in Kabul. And it it was an ambulance loaded with explosives. You know, those things are just crazy. You look at all of those things and you could get discouraged and you could be fearful. But I just dropped by to tell you, you've got a covenant with a covenant keeping God and he's got his mind on you. And not only does he have his mind on you, but his eyes are watching you. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth, the whole land of your life. Hallelujah. Searching, looking for someone that he can show himself strong. Just put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, look no further. Show yourself strong in my life. So how then do we build this ark? Well, look at Psalms 91. Let's look at Psalms 91. And notice with me in verse 1, beginning there. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place... Of the Most High shall do what? Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, if you'll notice that word abide, if you're taking notes, that word abide means to live, it means to stay, it means to dwell, it means to remain. In other words, this secret place is the zone that we should be living in. The secret place is the born-again believer's primary residence. It is not a temporary hotel room. It is a place where you and I should be living every day of our lives. Now notice this phrase, the secret place of the Most High. How many of you enjoy watching Gloria Copeland on television? She is a a master at phrases. And she said this years ago. She said, there's not anything or anyone higher than the Most High. Have you found out that to be true? You know, people on the outside in the world are trying to get high on marijuana and trying to get high on cocaine. It may take people a little bit upward, but I'll tell you what, they need more of it and more of it to stay up. But when you get in the family of God, the Most High God lifts you up, raises you up. And keeps you up every day of your life. Now I do want to look at this in the Amplified Version. It says this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable, stability in an unstable world, and fixed 
under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Amen. So this secret place is a place that is hidden from the enemy. It is a hiding place. It is a covering. It is a shelter of protection. Amen. So I just want to quote a few scriptures to you and just let this get into your spirit today and encourage your heart. The Bible says that he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do you think it's important to dig in the word? And find out what the Word of God says? Absolutely. Because His promises are your armor and your protection. Psalms 119 verse 114 says, You are my hiding place. And then I do want to look at this one. Look at Psalms 17 verse 8 and verse 9. The 17th Psalm. And we notice in verse 8 and verse 9. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings from the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about. He will keep you. Psalm 27, 5 says this, In the time of trouble, has anybody ever faced any trouble before? You know, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but what does the Lord do? He delivers them out of them all. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. cheer. Why, Pastor? For I have overcome the world. But now listen to this. For in the time of trouble, and trouble comes to all of us, He shall hide me in His pavilion. That's the secret place. In the secret of His tabernacle, He shall hide me. He shall set me Upon a rock. The New Living Translation of that says, For he will conceal me where there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Unreachable and untouchable. I prophesy over your life in 2018 that the wicked one toucheth you not. And if he's already touched you, if he's already brought destruction and bad things into your life, I prophesy a removal of that mountain and in the name of Jesus, deliverance from everything that would come against you. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. And then notice with me in Psalm 3120. Now this will work on the job. This will work when people maybe are saying some things about you that are not true some things that are unlovely, some things that are trying to assassinate your character. Many of you perhaps have experienced that on the job and maybe by a relative. This verse is shouting ground right here. Notice this with me. He says, you shall hide me in the secret place of what? Of your presence. That's what you get when you live in the secret place. Not only do you get protection, but the main reason why you get protection is because the presence of God turns your enemies back and causes them to run. Amen. Amen. So he will hide you in the secret place of his presence from the plots of man. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Any tongue that rises against you in judgment, he'll show to be in the wrong. 
You will keep me secretly in a pavilion from what? The strife of tongues or the strife of people's words. Latch on to that. Hold fast to that. Confess that and declare that on a regular basis in your life. Amen? In Colossians, the third chapter, and in the third verse, in the Amplified, says this. It says, For as far as the world is concerned, you have died, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Woo, glory to God. I'm going to read that again. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, the word hid in the Greek means to conceal by covering or to be kept secret. Kept secret. The message says this. Your old life is dead. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you're not bar hopping anymore? Aren't you glad that you're not sleeping around anymore? Come on, somebody. Aren't you glad that you are not a candidate for all types of diseases? No, thank God you're saved. You're sanctified. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. You're separated unto God for a holy purpose. Amen. So the word hid there means to conceal by covering. It means to be kept secret. Your old life is dead, the message says. Your new life, which is your real life. Your real life. Some of your neighbors, some of your relatives may think you're a phony. Who do you think you are going to church? Who do you think you are reading the B-I-B-L-E? Do you think that you're better than us? No, we do not think that we are better than you. We are just simply about our Father's business. And our desire and our call is to become more like Him. Amen? So your new life is dead, your, your, your old life is dead, your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ and God, and He is your life. Now one thing that we need to be doing in the secret place of the Most High is we need to be worshiping the Lord. And not just when we come to church. Amen. Get yourself some good music on CD or DVD. Get yourself some Apple Music music and listen to anointed music. And start singing along with it. And you know something else? There's nothing wrong with you doing a little dance in your living room. Somebody says, but I got my PJs on. It don't matter. You can praise them in your PJs. You can praise them all day long. Amen. You know, remember that song that we sing a lot, Every Praise? Do you like that song? Oh, Every Praise is a good song. But I want to read to you a little testimony. You probably already heard of it. But a gospel song saved a 10-year-old Atlanta boy from his kidnapper. Willie Merrick said he was in the front yard and bent down to pick up money when somebody grabbed him and threw him in a car. This is documented. This was on Fox News. He told me he didn't want to hear a word from me, Merrick said. And this is just a little boy. That's when Merrick began to sing a gospel song. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship in one accord. 
Every praise, every praise is to our God. Boom, 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 boom. Every praise is to our Yeah. Woo, man. That little boy heard that song somewhere. He didn't go to Hezekiah Walker's church. Later he did, but he heard that in church. But he took, from, he took that from church to the front yard. And he took that from the front yard to a kidnapper's car. The guy just kept telling him, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he kept singing, every prayer. Amen. The devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He may have tried to kidnap your healing, kidnap your prosperity, kidnap your children, but every praise coming out of that secret place is powerful and causes the enemy to fall and to perish at the presence of God. He told me he didn't want to hear a word from me. That's when Merrick began to sing a gospel song called Every Praise. The kidnapper started cursing and repeatedly told Merrick to shut up, but he wouldn't. Don't let the devil shut you up. You keep praising in your midnight hour. Now listen to this. He sang the song for about three hours. This was not a three-second, three-minute praise song in church. This was a lifestyle. He sang the song for about three hours until the kidnapper led him out of the car. The little boy ran to a nearby home and asked the resident to call his guardian. Merrick recently got to meet every praise gospel singer, Hezekiah Walker, and they sang the song together. Now, I'm not Hezekiah Walker, but I want to lead you in every praise is to our God. Come on. Yeah. Woo, hallelujah. So evidently he grew up in a home where a covenant of protection was prophesied. A covenant of protection was declared. There was prayer going on in that room, in that home. That little boy, we could say, lived in the zone. We also can live in the zone. The zone is the secret place of the Most High. Amen? So here's, here's a, a couple things that I, I, I saw yesterday real, real clearly. I saw this um, about building an ark, about building this ark. Um, the Lord gave me three words. Let's go back to Psalm 91 and look with me in verse 1. 
In Psalm 91, verse 1, again, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of El Shaddai. And what the Lord just basically said is that, said this, this is our position. This is our secret place. This is where you and I abide in the Word. This is where we dig into the promises of protection. And this is where we build a stronghold of God's Word, of covenant-keeping promises into our life, verse by verse and day by day. In other words, we're serious about this secret place. We're digging into the promises of God. And while we are doing it, we're worshiping the Lord and we're living a lifestyle of praise and worship. So that is our position. And then number two, this is what the Lord gave to me. In verse two of the same chapter of Psalms 91, what are we supposed to be saying while we are in this secret place? Because you can have what you say. It's great that Pastor Tom has what he says. But that is not a verse just for him. That is a verse for all of us. Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not what? Doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. What will happen? Save me whosoever surely means me. I am a whosoever and I have whatsoever that I say and that I declare that is in line with the word of the Lord. Death and life are in the power of the Amen. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of the Lord. So that things which we see, Amen. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of the Lord. Amen. In other words, The worlds as we know it were framed by the Word of God. And you and I frame our world with faith-filled words. Amen. Amen. So notice with me in verse 2. Psalm 91 verse 2 says, I will say. He had his will involved here. I will say of the Lord. You are my refuge. You are what? And in you will I, in you will I confidently trust. Now, if we could, let's pull that up from the Amplified Version. You're not in a big hurry today, are you? Just let this soak, let this saturate in you, this covenant of protection. Psalm 91, verse 2, let's read it together. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I lean and rely. I confidently trust. So the, 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 the thought that came to me yesterday today was, this is our declaration. This is our declaration. This is what we say from the secret place of the Most High. And this declaration continually coming out of our mouth 
on a consistent basis positions us for protection. Being in the right position and making the right declaration brings manifestation of protection in your life. Say that with me. Being in the right position, making the right declaration brings continuous manifestation of protection in my life. I don't remember what year it was, honey, but it was several years ago. We were with Billy Brim and, and Jim Caseman and several other pastors, and we went to Israel. It was May of 2001. My goodness, it's been that long ago. 17 years. I think that's a little while. But every morning, because we went to some places that normal tourists usually don't go. We went up to the border of Lebanon and Israel, and we went over to some places where they had to have machine gun guards in the bus with us because we had to go through certain checkpoints. But every morning, Billy handed us a little card of Psalms 91. And like good little school guys, good little spiritual children, we all declared the 91st Psalm together. We read it. Somebody says, well, you know, that that's works. That's religious. Yeah, but it works. It works. And we proclaimed the word of the Lord. And we declared what God said about being our refuge and our fortress. And did you know we didn't have one bit of trouble at all? One bit of trouble at all. Somebody says, well, that's just coincidence. That's just, you know, the way it happened. No, there's no such a thing as coincidence in the kingdom of God. You live right, you speak right, you act on the word of God. Things will be all right. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact... A few years back, Brother Copeland said this. He said this in August 6th of the uh, year of 2010. He said this at the Southwest Believers Convention. He said, the world is in serious trouble. But for the household of faith and those who will cling to my word and listen very carefully, everything is going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. And then he went on to say by the Spirit, the world, I tell you again, is in serious trouble. Some very hard things are coming in different places around the world. Very difficult times in many places. They they are that way now, but they won't get better. They will continue to get worse and worse. It's on a downhill run that the world cannot stop. But for the household of faith. Anybody in that house? Everything, come on, everything's going to be all right, all right, all right. Everything's going to be all right. Amen. He went on to say this, but you'll have to take a stand and fight the good fight of faith. But when you, but, but when you do, did, you, but when did you not have to do that? He says, they're dangerous times. Dangerous times financially. Fight the good fight of faith. Stand on my word and it will not come near you. Listen to this. This is really good. Don't feed fear and trouble into your life and into your mouth. Quit, listen to this, quit living in that house. 
Get back over here in the household of faith. Feed on my word, not on the bread of sorrows. Praise and worship my name. Look into my face. Preach the word. And let's say it together. Everything. Everything. Not some things, but how many things? Everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. You know, that's one of the most encouraging things you can say to a person that's in the valley of the shadow of death. That's true. You, you, you go visit a person that's got a real battle on their hand, maybe in their home, maybe in the hospital. You don't need to bring your violin with you. Oh, yeah, you need to be compassionate. You don't need to go in there like a, like a, a bull in a china closet and just saying, you know, things that, that they don't really need to hear at this time. But you need to go in with the spirit of love, the spirit of faith, and the spirit of compassion. And I can tell you, more than once over 40 years, we've been in hospital rooms. We've been at deathbeds. We've been with people in the valley of the shadow of death. And yet, in our spirit, a word would come. And that word would be, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, even if a person passes away, it's going to be better than okay. Are you listening to me? But then again, on the other hand, you just know that you know in your spirit that manifestation's coming. And you can encourage people that are going through it. The Bible says, yes, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to be afraid. Why? Because God's with us. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. So number one, the secret place is our position. Number two, the declaration from the secret place brings continuous manifestations of protection. Now I want you to look at verses 3 through 16 and I'm going to read it. And you're, you're free to shout anytime you want. Notice this. He's living in the zone. He's declaring the word from the zone. And notice verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You don't have to be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flies by day nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Surely he said this. And he said, surely a thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall surely not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you see and reward, behold the reward of the wicked. And then he reemphasizes being in that dwelling place, being in that secret place, because you have made the Lord your refuge, even the Most High, your permanent residence. Read verse 10 with me. Keep reading. He gives his angels what? 
To keep you in some of your ways. To keep you in all of your ways. Verse 12, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You'll tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon. You will trample underfoot. That means you will not be trampled on by the devil, but you will walk on serpents and scorpions because you have power over all the power of the enemy. And then he reemphasizes verse 1. He says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him where? I want to remind you that the name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him where? I will be with him in trouble to deliver him. But not only that, I'm going to honor him. If you will honor the Lord by living in the zone, by building an ark, He will honor you with deliverance. He will honor you with verse 16. Let's read it together and somebody shout amen. Let's read it together now. With long life will I satisfy Him. Long life. A long life, but not just living long, but also living strong. Living strong. It's really important that the older some of us get, that we latch on to scriptures on strength. The scripture says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That's what you do in the secret place. You wait upon Him. They will renew their strength. And when you do that in life, you'll be able to go from one position of strength to another position of strength. See, when you've been strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit in your inner man, this will enable you to live out and to walk out everything God has called you to do. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot more for all of us. You know, for those of you in your 20s and your 30s, there's mucho, 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 much more. For those of you then in your 50s, there's mucho, 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 much more. 60s, mucho, mucho, mucho. (laughs) No, let it be unto you according to your faith. So everyone say, mucho, 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 mucho. That's not very good. Mucho, 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 mucho. Mucho mas. Strong life. Long life. Hallelujah. So these are the manifestations of being in the proper position and making the right declaration. In closing, I want to look at a couple things. It's real important. Because... Being led by the Spirit in our daily lives is an absolute necessity for us to be protected. You know, you can make all sorts of declarations, but if you override a warning in your spirit, 
It might be as simple as you being at work tomorrow and the Lord just telling you, wait 10 minutes before you leave the job. Well, Lord, it's 4.30. I got to get going. No evil shall befall me. Don't override your spirit. Don't override the leading of the Holy Spirit. People have died because of get, got to get comb-itis. There are some people that, that died in an airplane crash years ago because they just had to get home. Well, don't you know that waiting on the Lord and waiting on the right time for things is better than going to an early grave? So we must learn not only to make our declarations, but we must be very, very conscious of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And it may be as simple as wait 10 minutes before you leave the job. Or it may be as simple as don't go out with your friends tonight. Right? And it may sound like this, don't go out with them ever again. Yeah, but they're, they're my friends and, you know, we grew up together, went to grade school together, we went to high school together. Yeah, but they're not living right. Amen? And you have been brought into the light. So if you hang around with people that are not in the light and that aren't right, and you go do the same things they do, it could mean trouble. Say it with me. In 2018, I purpose in my heart to stay full of the Spirit and to be led by the Spirit. That's what uh, Romans 8.14 says. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, what are they? Now that word sons there in the Greek is mature sons. This means that you are growing up spiritually and you are making advancements in your spiritual development if you will stop, look, and listen and be led of Him every day of your life. Amen. Amen. Did you know that the Lord could lead you to stay on a job for 20 years and it looks like nothing may happen, be happening, but the next year all of a sudden you get a breakthrough raise and a breakthrough promotion when all of a sudden some people that were over you are gone and now you're over it? Why not you? Why not us? So be led by the Spirit of the Lord. Now look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 33. We're going to look at a couple more verses, then we're going to pray and believe God. Proverbs chapter 1, and notice with me in the 33rd verse. Very interesting. But whoso hearken unto me. Notice the first part of that word hearken is here. Whosoever will bend their ear to hear. Bend their spiritual ear to hear. Whoso hearkeneth unto me shall do what? That's protection. Not only that, and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. How many of you know that fear is not quiet? When it comes to your soul, it comes with all sorts of accusations and all sorts of threats. But if you'll listen to the Lord, you will be quiet from the fear of evil. Now, another translation says this, But whoever listens to me will live safe 
safely so we'll live in safety and be at ease without the fear of harm be at ease without the fear of harm listen and be led and then lastly turn with me to Proverbs chapter 9 and we're going to look at verse 23 we must make sure we are well positioned for continuous protection Proverbs 9.23, here it is, fear the Lord, walk softly before Him, respect Him, honor Him. The fear of the Lord will always lead you to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. It's in the book of Proverbs, and I have the wrong verse, and I'm only human. But here it is. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content and untouched by trouble. Hallelujah. So it took Noah not just a day or two to build the ark. Think about it. There he was out in the middle of nowhere building this big ship. No water in sight. Don't you know his neighbors were having a fit? They were laughing at him. After all, they'd never seen rain before. They're saying things like, crazy old Noah. What's he think he's doing out there? He's been out in the sun too long. They didn't understand or know until the day the flood kept, came and swept them away. Listen to this statement. They were in the dark, but when the flood came, Noah wasn't in the ark, a dark. He was in the ark. Say with me, Noah wasn't in the dark. He was in the ark. Woo, hallelujah. He knew exactly what God would do, and he prepared for it. So we're witnesses to the things no other generation before has ever seen. Past generations have seen some terrible things. They've seen disasters. They've seen famines. They've seen things of gigantic proportions. But the difference is, is we are seeing and experiencing them one after another almost daily. So I just want to close this message by saying the same thing that God said to Noah. There's a flood coming. Build yourself an ark. Build it with the 91st Psalm. Build it with scriptures about your deliverance. Build it by trusting the Almighty God. Build it by saying, God is my refuge. You are my fortress. And you, I will trust. And don't wait till trouble comes. Stir yourself up right now. Let's stand up, everybody. Hallelujah. Put your hand over your heart and say this in the name of Jesus. I'll not be in the dark. I'll not live in the dark. But I'll be in the zone. I'll be in the ark. I build myself an ark of safety today. I purpose in my heart every day to dwell in the secret place. 
of the Most High. I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I say of the Lord, You are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my high place. And in the name of Jesus, I position myself daily for protection. For I have a covenant with a covenant-keeping God. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God.